0: Welcome to the Plutonomics Podcast with Lori Cammie and Barnaby Levin. The word Plutonomics means the study of wealth. It's our mission to educate, to help clients think about their goals and how they might benefit from working with an advisor to achieve them. But more importantly, it's to make sure our listeners understand both the pros and cons of any issue so they can make informed decisions and increase the odds of finding the right answer for them. You see, it's not who's right or wrong, but knowing there are no disinterested parties or unbiased opinions, and that where you sit depends on where you stand. The challenge to making good decisions is to start by questioning one's assumptions and to break free of our prejudices, because the truth usually lies somewhere in between. There are always two sides to every issue, both of which have merit. Last week, we spoke about precious metals, about some of the dangers posed by central banks and fiat or paper-based currencies, and how an alternative investment like gold can offer a hedge against some of the risks these two represent. Today, we're continuing that conversation with a focus on Bitcoin.
1: In All That Glitters, Howard Marks said that gold is impossible to value and that it's like religion. You're either a believer or you're not and neither one can convince the other any differently. Well, if that's true of gold, just think how much more it is of Bitcoin, which is literally made of thin air. Well, not literally. In reality, Bitcoin is an interlocking chain of computer codes designed to create a finite maximum of 21 million coins that become increasingly difficult to mine and take more and more computer power to do so with each successive unit.
0: So if, as we said in our last podcast, gold and silver have a place in a person's portfolio, if people are indeed searching for a store of value and a reliable, sustainable means of exchange for goods and services of which they can take physical delivery that's recognized and accepted worldwide is a finite resource increasingly difficult to find and expensive to mine and that can't be debased or manipulated Well, then it behoves us to take another step and delve into the world of crypto.
1: Regarding gold, while in most countries it has maintained its status as a store of value, its limitations in serving as a currency in this digital age of ours is getting to be more of a challenge in the 21st century, where we've gotten used to using Square, PayPal, Venmo, and where Square and PayPal have in fact themselves embraced and invested in Bitcoin. But... What about its volatility or, as you mentioned, its reliability? No one even knows, for example, the identity of Bitcoin's inventor, let alone who's on the other side of a given exchange. And that anonymity is supposed to be one of its greatest strengths, but it is also one of its greatest weaknesses. And in that, there isn't any backer whose faith and credit we can rely on as people do with the U.S. dollar, which still serves as a world's reserve currency. You know, that's something surely to consider.
0: Of course it is. And that's why so many investors have understandably resisted exposure to Bitcoin at all. It's still a speculative investment that isn't for everyone. And even in those cases where it may make sense, it shouldn't be more than what someone could afford to lose, at least for now. And this is one of the reasons that the people I respect most, from Stan Druckenmiller to Paul Tudor Jones and Bill Miller, they all agree it shouldn't be more than 5% of one's liquid net worth. On the other hand, it's incredibly important that more and more people and more institutions like Square and PayPal are beginning to embrace Bitcoin. There have been studies based on modern portfolio theory, for example, from the likes of Kathy Wood at ARK Invest and the Grayscale Trust that even a two to three percent allocation by diversifying into Bitcoin, it may optimize returns and reduce volatility because Bitcoin has little or no correlation with any other asset class.
1: Well, one point I've heard is that speculators will be the first to switch from difficult to store metals to electronic code on a hard drive as an alternative to holding paper assets and that this is why it's important to take things one step at a time even accepting that the enormous amount of paper money being printed is a big concern the probability that bitcoin is suddenly going to replace paper or metal in the foreseeable future well it's highly unlikely
0: Uh, that's so true At most, these things need to coexist with and complement other existing forms of money for some time to come. But central banks are looking into crypto, if only to make sure they're in the game. They'd like to control it, of course. But the final outcome will vary from country to country, and I don't think we're anywhere close to their posing a serious threat to Bitcoin itself, at least not in the near future. I think they know that Bitcoin is already an accepted asset class, if not a means of payment. But when it comes to large transactions between financial intermediaries, it's already a contender because it supports both senders and receivers and allows counterparties to settle their transactions irrevocably anywhere in the world. Crypto, therefore, may ultimately prove a more efficient means for central banks to pass on their own monetary and policy decisions, like China's doing, especially if they want to prevent the disintermediation of their member banks or, through their own inaction, allow an unregulated version of crypto to achieve dominance. When all is said and done, we keep returning to the basic truth of supply and demand how any asset accrues value when the demand for it increases faster than supply. And perhaps explains how, with the backing of some key institutions, endorsements from a growing number of respected investors, and studies showing how our perceptions of risk and volatility from an asset allocation perspective may no longer be valid. That Bitcoin, like gold and silver, deserves a seat at the table.
1: You know, I guess that leaves us with the question of custody or how to buy and hold Bitcoin without a fear of hacking or mismanaging one's private keys. We're only going to touch on this now because the purpose of our podcast is informational, not mechanical. And our mission is to shed light on the pros and cons of each topic so our listeners can make informed decisions. Well, suffice it to say that cryptography enforces Bitcoin's ownership through the possession of digital private keys. But how to store or manage these keys remains a challenge for even some of the most sophisticated investors. A number of institutions, from Coinbase to MassMutual, BNY, Mellon, are now offering solutions.
0: You know, someone can also invest indirectly through an exchange-traded fund like the Grayscale Bitcoin Trust. But if you do, be very careful about the premium you may be paying over net asset value. That's the value of the underlying asset, which in this case is Bitcoin. And know that other alternatives with lower or far lower fees may soon be on their way.
1: In time... We expect a more robust ecosystem will evolve that will ultimately enable easier access to cryptocurrency with custodial services on a par with more traditional asset classes, but we are still a long way away from that. So please stay tuned and be careful when you are doing your own due diligence, if you proceed.
0: I think that does it for today. But there was one question from last week's podcast on precious metals I'd like us to answer. One listener asked why gold receives so little attention or respect here in the U.S.
1: Well. In 1971, President Nixon took us off the gold standard by closing the window to stop people from buying gold here and selling it for more money overseas, and ever since, it has been dropped from our country's academic curriculum. As a consequence, three generations of economists, including Ben Bernanke and Janet Yellen, have little or no respect for it in their policy deliberations.
0: But things are quite different in the Middle East and Asia where gold is central to their value system, and their governments actively buy it for their own reserves. And a dozen years ago, when I saw China was buying not only bullion, but gold mining companies, that's when I started buying gold and silver almost universally for clients. Anyway, thanks for the question.
1: Absolutely. Please keep those questions coming. And if you do have questions, reach out to either Barnaby or me. And if you enjoyed the podcast, please share it with friends and family so they can enjoy it too.
0: Next week, we'll be hosting our last podcast on alternative investments, at least for a while, when we'll be talking about private equity and venture capital. This is Barnaby Levin and Lori Cammie for the Plutonomics Podcast, signing off. LK Wealth and Asset Management. And LCK Wealth are a group of investment professionals registered with Hightower Securities, LLC, member FINRA and SIPC, and with Hightower Advisors, LLC, a registered investment advisor with the SEC. Securities are offered through Hightower Securities, LLC, and advisory services through Hightower Advisors, LLC. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities. No investment process is free of risk, and there is no guarantee that the process or investment opportunity to reference her in will be profitable. Past performance is not indicative Current or future performance and any investment opportunity referenced herein may not be suitable for all investors. All data and information referenced herein are from sources believed to be reliable, and any opinions, news, research, analysis, prices, or other information contained in this research is provided as general market commentary. It does not constitute investment advice. Either LK Wealth Wealth and Asset asset Management, management. LCP Wealth, or Hightower shall in any way be liable for claims and make no expressed or implied representations or warranties as to the accuracy or completeness of the data for statements or errors contained data or omissions from the obtained data and information referenced herein. in. The data and information are provided as of the date referenced and such data and information are subject to change without notice. This document was created for informational purposes only. The opinions expressed are solely those of LK Wealth and Asset Management and LCK Wealth, and they do not represent those of Hightower Advisors LLC or any of its affiliates.